welcome to How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs. I'm your host, Victoria Warfall. Today, we are going to talk about potty training, the perfect potty training system for puppies or adult dogs, and how to get your potty training done faster than ever. Basically, your dog's going to have just a few options. Your dog is going to be crated, tethered to you, or strictly supervised, period. End of story. It's that easy. See, podcast is over. Just kidding. So you're going to crate your dog. Now, even if your dog doesn't like being in the crate at first, your dog's still going to be in the crate. And your dog is going to work on loving the crate. So that might be uh, that you put some stuffed animals in there for your dog to play with, some stuffed toys. It might be that you feed your dog in the crate. It might be that you toss food in the crate or treats in the crate that your dog loves, and you shut the great crate door so your dog can't get into it. So he really wants to get in that crate so bad. And guess what? If your dog's whining to get out of the crate, mm -mm, your dog doesn't go out of the crate. Unless your dog has to potty, in which case, yeah, your dog can get out of the crate. Um, But then your dog's going to go right back into the crate after he potties. If he's whining at all, mm -mm. nope. If you let him out and he's whining, guess what you just taught him? When I whine, I get out of the crate. I'm going to whine some more so I can get out of the crate some more. And that is not what we want to have happen. So get your dog crate trained, crate your dog while you're home, not just when you leave, crate your dog while you're in the same room as your dog, crate your dog when you're in another room as your dog. Your dog should not have freedom in the house yet. Your dog hasn't earned the freedom yet. Your puppy hasn't earned the freedom yet. And so many people bring the puppy home and let the puppy have full run in their house. And not only has the puppy not earned the freedom yet, But he pees all over the place, and then you're stuck cleaning it up or stepping in it, and it's gross. It's really disgusting, and you don't want that to happen. You want your puppy to potty outside as soon as possible. So your puppy is crated. That is number one. If you cannot directly supervise your puppy, if you do not have your puppy tethered to you, which we're going to talk about next, your puppy will be crated. The next one is tethering your dog to you. Now, this is funny because uh, we've promoted this for years. It's actually how we start with the service dogs, too, because tethering the dog to you is amazing for having that bond occur. Even if potty training is going great, you still want to tether your dog to you. And other people call this umbilical cord training. And if you think about it, how the umbilical cord goes, you know, it makes sense. But it's really funny because I had a couple people tell me, I've never heard of umbilical cord training. You know, why didn't you tell us about this? And I said, remember when we talked about tethering the dog to you? Yeah, well, that's not umbilical cord training because it's a different name. And I'm like, it's the same thing. So you want to tether your dog to you or umbilical your dog to you, which means your dog is on leash and collar and leash, dog at one end, you're at the other end all the time. This is where those hands-free leashes come in handy because then you can put it around your shoulder or around your waist and you don't have to worry about it. You just have to worry that you're not stepping on your puppy. Uh, But your dog is tethered to you. So if you go into the kitchen, your puppy goes into the kitchen. If you go into the laundry room, your puppy goes into the laundry room. If you go outside, your puppy's going to go outside. Your puppy will go everywhere you will go. And it can be a little bit at times, because your puppy is at your feet all the time. 
But guess what? If you do have to maybe go to the bathroom and you don't want to bring your puppy, I don't know why you wouldn't want to bring your puppy into the bathroom with you, um, maybe you can hand them to somebody else. Give them maybe to your partner or put them in the crate at that point. So then, uh, you know, he gets the time in the crate. He gets the time tethered. He gets the time tethered to your partner. If there are multiple people in the house, it's a good idea to have everybody tether the dog at some point. But remember, the dog needs sleep, and sleep happens best in the crate. That's where your puppy's going to get the best sleep. So remember to use that crate. Um, and I'm going to tell you something real quick. Rue is our border collie, and he got a wicked gash on his thigh. He was running around the hog fencing, and the hog fencing had some sharp edges on it, and he got too close, and he just, ugh, it was gross. It was maybe a three to four inch incision that was bleeding, and it wasn't a light scratch. Mm -mm, no, not Rue. He has to go full-heartedly into everything, and we had to get him to the vet. So we called up the vet. He said, bring him on by, you know, drop him off here, uh, and we'll get to him as soon as we can. And I said, perfect, thank you. So we drove him to the vet. We dropped him off. The vet took him in, took him back, and put him in a crate until they could get to him. Now, if Rue got panicked from being in a crate, Rue was fine in a crate, but say Rue had never been in a crate before, and he's panicked, and he's freaking out, and he's already bleeding from this gash, and he's stressed out because he's at the vet, ah, that would have been terrible. But because Rue's crate trained, he loves being in a crate, uh, he was fine in the vet. He was fine being calm and waiting for the vet to finish what they were doing so they could do his thigh. Same thing if you're like, well, I don't have hogs and hog fencing. I don't have to worry about that. This could be anything. You're out walking and one of your dog's nails, your toenails like came off, which it has happened. I don't know how it happens, but it happens. Or your dog gets spayed or neutered, or your dog has a dental exam appointment and uh, cleaning, and you're going to drop off in the morning and pick up in the evening. If you're ever going to board your dog, if you ever have to evacuate with your dog, if you ever travel with your dog, if you ever go to a pet-friendly hotel, or for service dogs, if you go to a, a hotel and you just want to have a crate so your dog has a safe spot to sleep at night. Um, what else? Oh, take your dog to the groomer. Your dog's going to be crated at some point. Um, most places should crate. Um, these crate-free doggy daycares and stuff, it's so weird. You know, like, no, the dog needs that downtime. You know, to have them up constantly, they get cranky. Just like we get cranky when we're up too much. The dogs will get cranky. And what when I tell people, like, no, 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 like, crate him, let him go to sleep, and he calms down, and he's so much better afterwards. So make sure you crate your dog. Even if you think you're not going to use it, you have to crate your dog. It's a rule. Just do it. And then tethering or umbilical cording. Third one is strictly supervising your dog. So your dog is crated, your dog is tethered to you, or you're strictly supervising. This means no phone, no TV, no computer, no books. Yeah, I know, it's hard. Why? Is because you'll start going down the podcast rabbit hole or the Facebook rabbit hole or seeing what else Dream Dogs is up to, and you'll forget your puppy, and your puppy will go and pee and chew on things that your puppy shouldn't be chewing on. Uh, maybe chew on your new furniture, chew on your good shoes, um, you know, poop behind the couch, pee underneath the table, um, you know, get into stuff they shouldn't, get into the bonbons that you had sitting out that you forgot about. And you don't want that to happen. So this is strict supervision. This is active engagement working with your dog. So maybe you're working on training. Sit down, come. Uh, you're playing. Go fetch. Go get it. Get it. Now bring it back to me. Right? But you are actively supervising, actively engaged with your dog. So your three things are crating your dog, 
tethering or umbilical cording your dog or strictly supervising your dog while in the house or outside. Now you notice sometimes I'll tell people your dog can be outside. Here's the problem with that. If your dog's outside, he's playing and he gets distracted. And you don't know if he peed or if he pooed, when he peed or pooed, how much water he drank outside. And then he comes inside and he pees all over the house because he didn't get to pee outside. You don't want that to happen. I'll tell you something else that happens. People go outside, the dog wants to play and play and play, 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 right? And so you're like, okay, he must not have to potty because you're done playing with them. So you take him inside and your dog's like, I still have to pee and he pees all over your floor. Yeah, it happens. We don't want it to happen. So this is how your potty is going to be. You're going to take your puppy outside to potty on leash because you need to train your puppy to potty on leash and on command. So you're going to take him outside on a leash. You're going to hold the end of the leash. You're going to plant your feet or you can have a chair set up and you're going to sit down in the chair. This is time for Facebook land. This is time to play on your phone. You're going to sit down. You're going to keep an eye on your dog out of the corner of your eye, right? Half an eye on him, maybe. And you're going to wait him out. You're going to tell him, go potty, get busy, make duty, whatever you want to call it. And you're going to wait. Give it about a minute. If your dog doesn't go potty, say, uh-uh, go potty. Give him another minute. If he doesn't go potty, uh-uh go potty. And since you walked your dog out there, I want you to choose an area that's kind of boring. Not an area where all the toys are, an area that's kind of boring. What we want your dog to do is to go potty as fast as possible. That's our goal. And to go on command and to be able to go on leash. So you're going to say, you go potty. Your dog finally goes potty. Wait for your dog to finish. Do not interrupt him when he's done going potty. Good boy, go potty. Nice. I like that you did that. Here is a treat. Now we can play. Now we can go for a walk. Now we can go inside and do something. But here, look, I brought out your favorite toy. Now we can play because you went potty. Okay? What happens? Because we see potty issues all the time. Is you take your dog on a walk so he can go potty. Right? Your dog goes potty. You turn around and you come home. Your dog says, wait. I love going on a walk. And I well, every time I go potty on a walk, you turn around and you bring me home. And I don't want to go home. I want to go on a walk. So your dog's like, I'm not going to go potty. I'm not going to go potty. Oops, a little bit came out. And you're going to say, okay, cool. My dog's done. Turn and go home. And your dog's like, I still got to go. And so he pees all over your floor again. So this is why you go potty first. And then you go on your walk. Now, what we recommend for walks, now this isn't for puppies. Puppies are different. But for older adolescent dogs, maybe five months old or so, uh, 15 minute walk twice a day. That's what we ask for. And that's what we ask for our training clients as well. So 15 minute walk is seven and a half minutes down and seven and a half minutes back. Okay, that's it. It's really short whenever you think about it. So map it out. When we lived in Gainesville and we did walks all the time with the dogs, we knew if we turned left here, this is where our seven and a half minute mark was. And if we turned right, and then left, this is where we'd go. And if we turn right and right, this is where we were going to go. So we had our routes planned. And those seven and a half minute marks happened to conveniently be by bus stops that had garbage cans. Now, why is this important? Because we let the dog potty. If the dog didn't have to potty, we're going to walk seven and a half minutes. Okay. Now, I'm not running seven and a half minutes. This is a walk for seven and a half minutes. We get there. I'm going to give the dog another chance to go potty. Even if he went potty, even if he didn't go potty, I don't care. You get another chance to go potty. If they go potty, you have to clean it up because you're a responsible dog owner and knot it and 
throw it in the bag. Now, I don't want to carry it back with me. So that's why I would choose spots that were by bus stops because they had the trash cans that I can use. And then we went home. And then they got another potty before we went in the house. So if you're working on potty training, you're going to want to monitor food and water intake for your dog. You don't want to let your dog have free access to food and free access to water because your dog's going to be pooping and peeing all day long. Mm -mm. And so you want to have time. So if your dog eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner, write it down. Write down my dog ate breakfast at 6 a.m., lunch at noon, and dinner at 6 p.m. And then write down when your dog drank. Because, again, you shouldn't be letting him free water at this point. He hasn't earned it. You know, so if you do kibble, the dry kibble that you buy at the store, take and make soup out of it. So fill the kibble, put it in the bowl, however much your dog's supposed to eat based on your dog's weight. And then add water to it and turn it into soup. Let it sit for a few minutes, maybe five minutes, and then give it to your dog. And then the difference there is, like, the difference between eating a bunch of crackers and then drinking a bunch of water versus eating, like soup with crackers in it right you're never as thirsty if you eat the soup with the crackers in it so after they eat they get to drink after they're outside in the heat they get to drink last pee of the night they're not going to drink i'm not going to let them maybe have two licks lick lick okay that's all you don't need any more water uh and then they get to go outside they get to do their business and then mark down when they pee and when they poo and if you find out that when your dog eats 12 hours later your dog poops Well, then if you're feeding your dog at noon, at midnight, your dog's going to need to poop. So you can adjust things that way. If you know it, if you've laid it out, if you've written it down, if you've kept track of everything, you can go back and look and see. So then you can plan your day accordingly. And if you're every morning at 3 a.m. in the morning, you're like, why does my dog keep pooping at 3 a.m. in the morning? Well, you can look back and find out why. What has your dog eaten? When did your dog last potty? You know, it, it helps. It helps out tremendously. So, how to potty train your dog, create your dog, tether your dog to you in the house, or umbilical cord your dog to you, and strictly supervise your dog. Make sure you train your dog to go potty on command, and to go potty while wearing a leash, and make sure that you don't use, that your dog potties and then comes inside, which can be seen as a punishment to your dog. Make sure that you get your dog to potty quickly by giving him a reward after that. And that reward might be a, a game of play. It might be a walk together. It might be some num-nums. But you want the reward to come afterwards. And in the beginning, it can be difficult. It can be time-consuming. It can take forever to get your doggy potty trained. But once it happens, oh, so nice. Because like I said, face it, your puppy hasn't earned freedom yet. You want your puppy to be at least six months old. Six months old, that's providing you get him at eight weeks old, before any freedom in the house with you there. Before six months old, you should be doing these things. Crate, tether, or strictly supervise. Don't let your puppy run wild in your house yet. He hasn't earned it yet. And you want to keep crating your dog when you leave until your dog is at least a year old. Now, these are guidelines. These aren't set in stone, but they're good guidelines. They work. So you want to create your puppy when you leave until your puppy's at least a year old. And you want to give your dog until your dog's at least six months old before you let your dog freedom in the house. And that means I'm watching TV and my puppy's just playing in the house. 
Thank you for tuning into this episode of How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs. And I'm Victoria Warfel with Dream Dogs. Our website is dreamk9.com. That's D-R-E-A-M, the letter K, the number 9.com. And we do have our exclusive service dog training program where we work with owner trainers just like you, helping get your dog ready to be your service dog. Everything from choosing a candidate to basic, advanced, and off-leash training, public access training, service dog skills, service dog tasks, marker training, evaluations, potty training, and more. Now, we do have a Facebook community that's also called How to Train Your Service Dog. I hope that you find it and join us there. I hope that if this uh, podcast was beneficial to you, that you let me know. And for that, you can drop me a line. Um, You can message me. Um, If you go on the group, you can give me a shout out there. Uh, And I hope that you share it. I also hope you let me know what else you'd like to hear us talk about on the How to Train Your Service Dog with Dream Dogs podcast.